Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, we talk about the state of the struggling Warriors. Kendra Andrews with more on Steph Curry's shoulder injury and what it means for the team going forward. Plus, we're coming off the highest scoring night in NBA history. So find out what the back-to-back MVP did that's never been done before. And speaking of scores, Giannis and Ja meet in Memphis tonight. We preview the superstar matchup that's next. NBA Today starts right now. We begin our show following a developing story. Steph Curry left last night's loss against the Pacers with an injured left shoulder. And you can see it right there. It happened with about two minutes left in the third quarter when he stuck his arm out to try to stop Jalen Smith at the baseline. For more on Steph Curry's injury, I want to bring in our Warriors reporter, Kendra Andrews. Kendra, we're all waiting to see the results of the MRI for Steph Curry. But can you tell us when is that actually happening? Yeah, Malika, Steph should be getting that MRI really sometime in the next few hours out in Philadelphia where they're going to be playing tomorrow night. Uh, Right now, the Warriors are just trying to remain optimistic while they wait for those scans. There's a feeling that this isn't going to be a months-long or even more doubtfully season-ending injury. They're hoping that it's just a weeks-long or maybe a couple weeks-long injury. Uh, But again, Malika, until they get those MRI scans back, there's not much more information they can move on, and, and that should be happening here in the next couple hours. Okay, MRI in the next couple of hours. It's hard to really diagnose how long he's going to be out until we have that information. But you were actually in the Warriors locker room last night. What did you observe from Steph? Yeah, Steph was, you know, going about business as usual, right? He did have a very large ice pack on that left shoulder. But when I was in there, Malika, he was sitting in his locker. He was eating post-game dinner. He was laughing with his roommates. You know, as Steve Kerr said in his post-game press conference, he was just having a good outlook. Um, Again, I think Steph is also just trying to remain optimistic that this isn't too serious. And and until, again, we get those MRI scans back, they're they're really not trying to get too down on themselves. So Steph Steph was in a decent mood, all things considered. Hopefully that is a sign as to some potentially good news to come. Kendra, thank you so much. We will circle back with you as this story develops. But this is really unfortunate news for the Warriors because Steph is having arguably one of his best seasons ever. You can see the numbers from his unanimous MVP season in 2016 compared to this season, and they're nearly identical except this many this time around it's not um, exactly as many wins for the Warriors. So I want to bring in Richard Jefferson and Brian Windhorst into the conversation. When we talk about the Warriors, so often we're talking about their mantra, which is strength in numbers. That's been what their backbone has been. But this season, that hasn't been the case so much. We can't know how long Steph is going to be out just yet. But how concerning is this? How do they move on from this? Yeah, so one of the great things about their organization is that they have a huge margin for error. They have multiple stars. They have depth. That hasn't been the case this year. You know, a year ago at this point in the season, they were 24-5. and Now they're 14-15 and and facing a couple of weeks without Steph on a long road trip is difficult. And as I talk to executives around the league, even though trade season 
that kind of opens today because December 15th is a day when mm -hmm. almost everybody can be traded. There's not a lot of availability of players. There's, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't teams that want to make trades and there won't be trades, but there's not a lot of players in the market right now. So they're going to have to improve Malika from within for however long he's out. They do have kind of a built-in understudy. Jordan Poole runs the same sets. He's very familiar with that offense. He will, he will slide in. This is not breaking news. Jordan Poole is not Steph Curry, and he's not having a great year so far. They also might need some more scoring from Andrew Wiggins when he comes back from an adductor injury. He has been a higher-level scorer during his career than he has been for the Warriors. So mm -hmm. they're going to need to get a little more offense, especially in the very short term on this road trip. Okay, so there's two sides of this coin. You can look at the silver lining is in Moses Moody, uh, Jordan Poole, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. All of these guys will get more minutes. You're going to get more minutes, it, you know, it, even if it's 5'10". Not, nobody has really stood out. Nobody's been having an outstanding season so far. That's part of the reason why this team has been struggling, especially on the defensive end. So I'd look at this as an opportunity. Again, we don't know. He could miss two games. He could miss one game. He could miss five. We don't know. So we're speculating on the positive side of this. Uh, on, on the negative side of this, the biggest issue for the Warriors right now is that we know that they're a great team at home. They're not a great team on the road. Right. This is not something that you typically see from a veteran championship level team, especially this type of drop off. So they're, I don't want to say running out of time, but now this time can't be used for trying to get right. They, they can't get right over this time because they have no Steph Curry. And he's such a big part of what they do and how they need to build moving forward. They're home and road sports oh, defensively. I mean, it's shocking. It's, I've never seen it from a, from a champion, much less a... You couldn't do that on 2K. You couldn't, like, actively attempt to do that on 2K, to be that good on, at home and then that poor on the road. Well, since we don't actually know the timeline for Steph Curry being out until we get those MRI results, let's try to look on the positive oh. side of things and bring in Kendrick Perkins. Oh. Because, Perk, I understand that you, you have a pep talk for the Warriors here. <sighs> well, I don't have a pep talk, but I do have some, you know, words for Steve Kerr. And mm. here it is, right? Early in the season, I said... This is what's going to be his biggest challenge since being the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. So, Steve Kerr, my brother, you don't have your 30-point-per-game score, the best shooter in the world, the guy that could bail any coach out at any given time. Now you're going to have to get into your bag. Now you're going to have to run offensive sets. Now you're going to have to put others in position to be successful, like Jonathan Kaminga, like Moses Moody. How about calling up James Wiseman and see what you could get out of him, you know, throughout this stretch uh, Steph is out. How are you going to utilize Clay? What are you going to do now? Like, this is the time, like, when coaches rise to the occasion, when you don't have your superstar, what you're going to do? How you're going to approach the game? How you're going to get wins until you get back healthy? So now, let's see what Steve Kerr got. Park, thank you. We're going to have much more on Steph coming up later in this show. But for now, we're going to go from the finals MVP to the back-to-back -back MVP because did you all see what was going on with the Denver Nuggets? Nikola Jokic went crazy. But actually, where I want to start, Richard, to start is with Uncle Jeff Green. Ooh. I didn't know he still oh. had that. He's he part of the old man hop club. 
without Jeff Green at your peril. Even his teammates are like, yo, okay, Bones, I get, see you. Get somebody that looks at you the way Bones hides and looks at Jeff Green. <laughs> Look at that dime, okay? Nikola Jokic just showing why he's the back-to-back -back MVP. That find, Richard. Yo, it's ridiculous what he can do. He is the best passing big man we have ever seen, without a doubt, that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, he would dominate in the quarter. I mean, the entry pass lays it in with the foul here. Just a time and time and time again. Well, he's an offense, excuse me, amongst themselves. The way he can move the ball, he can score for himself, he can hit, score from all three levels. He is an, he is a crazy danger from all three levels. He can drop dimes from the post, from the mid post, from the three-point line. Shoot, he dropped the dime from half court today. Not to mention that in the third quarter, he had 15 points on a perfect seven of seven from the field. You can see he got his new Michael Jordan MVP trophy there. The Nuggets win 141-128, but take a look at the Nuggets shot chart from last night. They scored 98 points in the paint. The most any team has scored in a game in the play-by-play -play era, which goes back to 1997. Denver made just five shots outside of the paint. So Becky Hammond, Tim Legler, how in the world were the Nuggets able to do it last night? Well, first, what a pleasure for me to go to do this. Becky, get your eyes on this together. We took a look at some of these plays. And first of all, from a defensive standpoint, viewer discretion is advised. This is not this is not good defense at any at any level. My, my mic not on? You're telling me my mic's not on? You sound great. You sound great you to sound me, great. but yeah. I can hear him perfectly. Perfect. <laughs> so let's start this thing up, Becky, and take a look at some of the stuff that Jokic was able to do last night. Becky, why don't you take it away a little well, bit while we fix Tim Legler's mic. What impressed you, Becky Hammond, the most about what he was able to do? Well, he's impressive by himself, but I also think the Wizards' defense really was <laughs> unorganized. I'm not quite sure what the, what the scheme was, but real estate is always the deal when you're dealing with him, and they gave up a lot of great real estate going against Jokic last night. Uh, just too many deep catches. All right, here we go. Let's start hey, this from the top. Is. My there mic is, is working now. The touchscreen is working. All right, so let's take a look at some of these plays from last night. And, Becky, what stood out to you first? You, you mentioned this to me. It's interesting you can do what with a center here? Well, it's interesting that you put your five-man into an Iverson cut. So an Iverson cut is where you see these two screens happening at the free throw line. A, extend those screens out, push them out. Again, real estate, push them out as far as you can. And you have your big man going over top of these double screens here. And here we go. I think Taj is on him right there. Yeah, ideally, you're saying if you could push those screens out here and make yes. him take this angle. Now he's catching it at 30 feet. Instead, you can see what he's going to end up getting is just a direct straight line across the lane here. So he catches it where he wants to. Correct. Now the next part of this, you got a screen right here, big on big screen. How would you like to see them defend it? Well, first of all, talking about real estate, you got to hit him. You got to touch him. He's the MVP of the league. If he just goes free and wherever he wants to go on the court, it's going to be a problem. Get up here, make him feel you a little bit. Now this pick and roll happens up in this area instead of down at the free throw line. Again, real estate. So here they come, big, big. You see they're going to switch it. Biggest thing, though, legs. Nobody has touched them until the block. Nobody's That's touched a problem. Them. And here's what's funny to me. Which seal do you like better? I mean, anybody that wants a seal, I guess, can get one on this particular play because Gordon could have take the drop off, too. But Jokic sees this, eyes it. And here's the last part of this. I love how patient. This is one of his aspects of his game we don't talk about very much. He's got two feet here in the restricted. you got a hand up from a seven-footer. But watch how patient Jokic is. He does not finish this until that arm comes down. He times his jump perfectly to now go up and over the top and he's able to finish. You give a guy that good, that deep position, this is what's going to happen to you every single time. Now, they finally, Becky, decided 
The second half, hey, let's let's run at least a token double. So what do you see here? <laughs> okay, you see a little DHO right here. What I saw the whole night was not a lot of great, great ball pressure in deep seals. You see down here, Jokic has his man on his back. He's deep into the paint already. Here they decide, I don't know how many points he had at this point in the game, but they decide to bring a double team. Stop right here. Go ahead, roll it a little bit. Stop. Okay. You see the double team coming from the top there, right? This guy needs to be over. Everybody needs to be pulled over. But if your double team's coming from the top, you better send him to the middle. You got to okay? get on the baseline side, right? Force him back into where the action is coming from so you can get some help and make him a pass from this. You cannot let him do ultimately what he does here, which is spin baseline. And again, deep post position. He's already rolling at that point. At least they tried to somewhat double team him. Soft. And then Becky, last aspect of his game is this. Soft. Right? Soft. He can beat you as a scorer or soft. 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 Take a look at this DHO. Tell me what you're looking at. Well, here you see Jamal Murray coming off. Uh, they do a little pin action. And this is the luxury of getting to play with a player like Jokic. With eyes, you got a three-point threat. You see Green right here. Go and set it. You see the defense start to peak. Here comes Jamal Murray off. This DHO here, peak, slip. Oof. And again, weak side, no reason. If Jokic is dribbling away from you, why are you chest to chest on the weak side? Somebody has to be in position to pick up this slip. Instead, you stay home. And again, I don't understand how Jeff Green has better bounce now in his <laughs> upper 30s than he did when he came in the league. But those are the kind of things he's doing. He had a dominant night, and I don't think the game plan was great. But I think that illustrates the different ways that Jokic can beat you if you're going to play with single coverage. It's going to be a long night for you. Well, guess what all of that accumulated in, Tim and Becky? Nikola Jokic, he joined some elite company last night. He became just the fourth player in NBA history with a 40-10-5 game on 85% shooting. Giannis did it last season. The only players to do it are Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So that's a pretty elite list right there. Still to come on NBA Today, history was made last night, not just the history we just showed you. We have a recap of the full night of buckets and how LaMelo's return was spoiled, his coach explains. Plus, Giannis visits John Morant and Memphis and the Grizzlies tonight. Becky and Tim on how to slow down the two-time MVP, if that's possible. And I know everyone saw this late game dunk by Zion, but was it the best of the season thus far? Vince Carter is going to take us to the upper room, baby, as NBA Today rolls on. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. NBA Today is brought to you by Avatar, the way of the water, only in theaters tonight. No, 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 they want to see me doing bad, but I'm good. Oh, he missed that LaMelo. Luca, nice move. Wow, but I'm good. Whoa, that's a foremost drive right there. Oh, my goodness. Caruso with eyes behind his hands. I'm their hero. Gives Miami the lead. Brunson drives. Pulls up three-pointer. Puts it in. Jalen Brunson nails a three. Jeff Green by his man. No one that can stop him. Oh, the spin move. And the step move. And drops the hammer. So here's the deal. NBA teams averaged just over 119 points across 10 games last night. There have been over 1,500 days in NBA history where at least 10 games were played, and Wednesday was the highest scoring day of any of them. So Becky, Brian, Perk, and I are back here joined by the great Vince Carter to dive further into last night's action and see where scorers did their damage here. We're going to start with the Cavaliers and the Mavericks because Donovan Mitchell, he scored 34 points last night, and Cleveland beat Dallas in Dallas, 105-90. to Luka scored 30. That was only the silver lining. The Mavs also announced that Maxi Kleba tore his hamstring. So how big of a loss is that for Dallas? This Brian? really hurts, Malika. Kleba is their defensive finisher at the big man spot. You could argue he's their second most important player after Luka. It enables them to do so much. They do have JaVale McGee, who's not been getting minutes, but he's not the same type of player. And torn hamstring, mm. what the Mavericks called this. That's not good. So speaking of absences, it seems like the absence of DeJounte Murray is starting to weigh on the Hawks, Vince. The Magic dropped 50 in the first quarter on Atlanta, including Bull Bull just going absolutely insane. How concerned are you about the Hawks, Vince? I'm concerned because, yes, we know they can score. They have great scores in Trey Young, but their defensive identity right now is <laughs> Null and Boyd, nowhere to be seen. It didn't make the trip. I mean, we saw Bobo getting busy out there doing it. There it is right there, doing what he wants. You just see no resistance or anything. So right now, they just have to figure out who they want to be and will they accomplish making the playoffs? Because right now, I don't know. Let's go to the West now because Dame Lillard had 37 in Portland beat San Antonio. Third straight victory. He's been balling. You've coached against him, Becky. How do you slow him down? Uh, some of it is you hope he missed, but you really have to be clear on communications right now. Just way behind the curve. He gets these these running starts on people, and that's the one thing. The separation with these shooters is an absolute killer. Big big man right there, no presence on, uh, on the pick and roll. So he can hurt you in multiple ways. Pretty sure Jank's not supposed to be down there sitting, chilling in the paint. But, uh, <laughs> that's the, how you get high-scoring games. There you go. De'Aaron Fox, 27-10. and 10. Sabonis had a ridiculous 21-20 and 20 for the Kings. They dispatched Sacramento, dispatched the Raptors, 124-123. So light the beam, Perk. Which of these two is going to make the All-Star team? Or both? 
I believe both, but I'm going with the big man uh, Sabonis. Mm. Look, Troy Weaver and Sam Presti did not want to give him up in that uh, Paul George trade when he was in Oklahoma. They said Perky's going to be special. He's one of the elite bigs in the game today. Well, and then there's the Pistons and the Hornets. They were also in action. And the good news for Charlotte is that the mellow ball returned, but the Pistons actually would prevail in overtime. And then Coach Steve Clifford, he had some very interesting comments on defense afterwards. Take a listen to this. Until we care about something besides how many points we score, we're not going to win much. Can't play like that. I mean, we scored. Our offense was good. That's five out of the last seven games. We've been pretty good on offense. We are playing no defense, not one guy. There's not a bright spot. We don't run back on defense. We don't guard the ball, our pick and roll stuff. All stuff that was good. I think we were as high as like 12th or 13th in defense about 10 games ago. And we're right back to where we started, ground zero. All we want to be is let's try to outscore the other teams. It doesn't work in the NBA unless you're – well, actually, it never works, okay? So what I just told them, this is either you build a game that will actually work at the end of the year when you play the important games or you don't. That's it. That's what the NBA is all about. I mean, Steve Clifford didn't mince words there. Becky, what do you make of, of how forward his comments were? Well, I'm sure he's been preaching to his team all year long about playing defense. They were great offensively last year. The thing that was missing was a defensive presence, and you're starting to see it become part of your identity, and that's really what you don't want. It's hard to fix bad habits and these bad habits game after game. If the plea doesn't work behind closed doors, you put mm -hmm. it out in the open. Hopefully somebody tries to take accountability for the team. Kelly Oubre used to be a very good defensive player. So you got to find somebody who's going to take the reins there and help hold everybody else accountable because it can't always just come from the coach. You can beg and plead and get the game plan right, but it, the guy's got to go out there and actually buy in and do it. Vince, what do you make of this? Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, I played for Coach Clifford under Stan Van Gundy uh, in Orlando, and it's all about defense. And the one thing I took from it, yes, he's brutally honest and we don't hear it much and I don't know how the young guys will respond, but what he's saying is he's trying to build for the future. And I know a lot of people look at the Hornets, oh, they might not make it to the playoffs anytime soon, but it's the mentality. It's how you come to work every day and put your hard hat on a defensive end. It, you know, if you're not a great individual defense of player, as a unit tied in and they don't seem tied in because like you said offensive uh, offensively is what's important to them right now but defensively if you say you want to make it to the playoffs you're going to have to defend some of these great players that we watch score all these points in that in that graphic uh, highlight not too long right. ago so it's, it's it has to be a premium perk th this isn't really just about charlotte though as much as that specific speech was bigger picture there's no defense being played kind of at that level league-wide right now. Do you think that that's the case, or is it the state of the offense and the talent there that's just too elite to overcome, Perk? Yeah, I mean, think about it. They've been missing Gordon Haywood. He's been out. LaMelo Ball, he's been out. Um, they don't have bridges due to his off-the-court uh, situation. And they just don't have the personnel, right? And especially in the Eastern Conference, it's stacked. And so when you don't have enough to get through those games where if you're not playing defense, you don't have that guy that could go for a 50-piece. You just don't. But I will say this. This is why vets matter. Like, this is why having sure. a guy that, that, that played 13, 14 plus years on the bench to be an extension of Steve Clifford, right? This is why Udonis Haslam is still in the league because he's an extension of Eric Sposher holding guys accountable. The one thing that we don't talk about enough is the policing of ourselves, of, the, of ourselves 
in the locker room. Like, that's, that's huge when you're trying to win. The policing in the locker room, and that goes a long way. And sometimes teams try to go the cheap route and say, you know what, I'm going to just invest in these young players and forget paying $1.5 or $2 million to a veteran to come in here and be a leader. I'm going to go the cheap route, and sometimes these are the results that you get. Right, but I guess what I'm asking is when we look around the league, not just at the Charlotte Hornets, we saw some rule changes in the offseason to allow more leeway for defensive players. Where do you fall on this bigger picture, Brian? Yeah, I mean, the league is in a spot right now where we're seeing great shooting, great talent, great innovation. But look, I've got some gray hairs here, Malika. When I was <laughs> raised covering this league, you had to win with defense. And last year in the finals, guess what? The two best teams in the, in the, in the playoffs were the Warriors and the Celtics. Mm. And while you can get away with playing loosey-goosey in December and January, you're not going to do anything when it really matters on defense. This is what drives coaches crazy. It's what is what they fight all year to sell to their players. But we are in an era right now where we there's guys out there scoring 30 a night. We're celebrating it. That's what guys want to focus on. But, but, but the teams that are the best defensive teams, I promise you, over 70 years of history in this NBA will be there at the end. And that's what Steve Clifford is trying to sell. That's what coaches all over this league are trying to sell right now. You know, you know who has a pretty good defense? The Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, we're going to talk about them coming up here on NBA Today because we have a superstar showdown between Giannis and John Morant. Could this be a sneaky finals preview? We're going to explain what we mean. And... I hate to say it, but it's just about that time. It's almost time for Richard's favorite segment. He asked, you answered, who is your first time All-Star? Do not miss what was said on TikToking with Richard. Plus, in just minutes, Vince Carter, he's gonna take us to a very special edition of the Upper Room, baby. We nominate the best dunks of the season thus far. More NBA Today after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Do you have what it takes to enter the upper room? Show me what you got. Welcome to the upper room. Finish from John Moran. That's 
It's over. It's over. Havens Carter, you know what time is it now? Yes, sir. <laughs> the upper room, baby. Let's hey. do this. We got some new guests and everything. Yes, we do. So it's been about two weeks since we've done upper room. So our nominees this week are loaded. But remember, folks, here's how it works. We all take a look back at dunks from the past couple of weeks. In this case, we're extending the window a bit. And we will nominate them humbly for one Mr. Vince Carter. And he will decide one, which one, the best dunk gets inducted, enshrined. The velvet gates will open. What, RJ? I, no, I'm great. I'm, I was about to say, I'm, I'm, I, like, I think I'm you like, I've won the last two. That's it. I'm saying my last I, two. I feel good about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to? I feel good about mine, too. I'm oh. going to start us off. Here. All right, you start, start us off. off. I don't even think you've won, right? Luka Doncic. Okay. Here's why. Here's why. Not a single person in Ooh. the building, including Luka Doncic, thought he was going to do this. Oh. You can tell by his reaction. And the best part, Vince, he's doing it on not just any dude. That's a guy that every year has a case for That's defensive player guy. of the year. He turns it over. Ooh, wow. And little Billy Hoyle on him. Okay. Hey, look at Luka, how much he's loving it. And, and I think... <laughs> Hey, Drew Holiday wasn't expecting that either. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's cute. Okay. Mm. So who's next? <clears throat> who's next? Oh, uh, Malika. Here you oh, go. Oh, she's standing. Hey, FYI. Zion Williamson. She gets first uh, pick every against the Suns. It was so good. It almost started a fight. Need I say more, Vince Carter? There are levels to <laughs> this, sir. You see, Malika, Malika doesn't play fair. No. No. What is it to say? Well, well since you already the called Suns it a even 10. Playing anymore. The Suns weren't even playing. Do you that dare do you dare go next, Richard? Yes. RJ. I, I will RJ. go next because some people like theatrics. Okay. I like body to body. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, the best yes. dunk of the year that hasn't counted. Yes. Go body to body oh. on him. It didn't count. It doesn't matter. Oh. That counted to his wife and kids at home. <laughs> <laughs> that counted to his, that to counted his, to his teammates. That <laughs> counted to his feelings. That counted everywhere that hey, mattered. Man, Those two points uh-huh. do not matter. Give me that dunk. They didn't even had to review it. You know, during the entire review process, they've watched that dunk a thousand times in the arena. <laughs> Give me a body before a 360 windmill. All right, Brian. Hey, okay, and the look, bad the thing about it is my man hit his head on the floor. As right. he right. should. Right. Insult to injury. Take that with you. He signed the waiver. Injury to insult. Right. <laughs> star players all through the upper room. How about some right. rank and file? Okay. How about Daniel Gafford? Oh, okay. I want you to focus oh, my on the extension. Oh, here we go. Extension points he catches here. His front. Okay. And not the uniforms. And oh. Invite some new blood in there. Hey. Zion's Ooh. in there already. Oh, look. Look, Tell Zion, look where he catches this, Vince. I mean, Becky said he right. was soft hey, in the A's. He no wasn't way. soft on that If play. Anthony Davis can't catch yeah. that lob. That's like Anthony a rotator cuff yeah. right there. Guys, yeah. the Wizards need some good Back. news. Vince, You're right. make that, it happen. This ain't, this ain't no going to be their good news. <laughs> no, thank you, Vince. No All right. Way. Perk, <laughs> oh, we'll we give go. you the last nominee. Here we go. Where is he about to go, bro? Consistency. Vince, I told you, time and time again, you got to be loyal to the people that's spending the dollars and popping bottles. <laughs> Forget the, you know, Luka Doncic dunk. He barely got above the rim. Forget what Richard talking about. That body. dunk didn't even count. Malika talking about a game. That did, a I mean, a dunk that didn't even mean nothing at that part of the game. But here we go. We're talking about Josh Morant. 
Durant. Uh -huh. He's been in the upper room. He's been a nominee for the last, what? Since the beginning of time. Run it. Here we go. <laughs> ja G12 Ooh. in the building. Fast break. So, That's just a normal snatch of screws on one, one leg and dumb. No, no, he walked no, on air. It's something different. No. Man, talk to me. First of all, that ain't, oh, that's oh, not, that's 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 not even in his to top me, 25. That's talk not in his top nice. 25. Talk to me nice. RJ, he was <laughs> talk floating to me nice. All right. He was floating. He was floating. All of the nominees Float. have been set out for you, Vince. <laughs> Is it going to be a regular? So Will it go to be a newcomer? Will it be a minor? Who's headed to the upper room? Well, we had the... One with the flotation device. He kills the, the, the Two who got bodies. Zion Williamson. Oh, Welcome to the upper oh, room, baby. Oh, man. Come it's rigged. Open the, it's rigged. RJ, what do you mean? Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's not rigged. It's not rigged. But let me tell you why. There's reason. There's levels to this. Now, should I explain? I shall. Yeah. First of all, if you're going to fly, wait until we see it in slow motion. Not only just height, but come on, RJ. You have to. You have to respect Vince, you was extension. doing this 20 years ago. This ain't, you know what I'm saying? You was doing this 20 years ago, bro. <laughs> he didn't even improve on it. He, he didn't got the more game. muscle. I'm moving on up. Oh. Hey. Exactly. Zion Williamson, sir, welcome to the upper room. Perk, I mean, we, are we tied mm. now? Oh, it's 2-2. Two, two. Kendrick Perkins, I'm, I'm I am man, coming for you. I'm man, I am coming for you. It's rigged. It's not. It's not. Well, Perk, you can't win every week with Ja Morant, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right, Why gentlemen. Not? All right, gentlemen. Let's take a look. <laughs> let's take a look. Refund my money. At today's ratings update. Nah, you, you, you get in for free. It's presented by NBA 2K23. Since we're talking about Zion <laughs> Williamson, the biggest riser is, in fact, Zion. He's gone from an overall 88 to a 92. I'd like to think that Doug helped. Other big risers, Julius Randle, who is now an 85. Jeremy Grant, who is an 84. Oh, he got to be higher. He's balling. Both got two-point increases. Yeah, man. Yeah, balling. come on. Woo! All right. You out of breath? You okay? I just feel like a, a winner. Oh, Speaking of the Warriors, we have an update with reporting from Adrian Wojnarowski on Steph Curry's shoulder injury. That's coming up on the other side of this. Boom, 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 boom. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Breaking news here on NBA Today. Adrian Wojnarowski has an update on Steph Curry. He is expected to miss a few weeks. Wojnarowski is reporting with that left shoulder injury that he suffered yesterday against the Pacers. So all considering this could be seen as a bit of a sigh of relief here back here with Becky Hammond, Tim Legler, Vince Carter, and Richard Jefferson. A few weeks versus a few months. We will surely get more details in the coming hours. But Vince, how do you think the Warriors can continue to stay afloat here in the next couple of weeks? Well, they're going to have to lean on, obviously, their experience, but their young guys is their opportunity to step up. We all, as players, want our chance to shine and, and be the hero or, or just save the day. And this is an opportunity for these young guys, Jordan Poole, mm. Kaminga, uh, Moody, uh, even Lamb. These, these guys are now having the opportunity. Not saying they'll all be the go-to, go-to guys, but obviously... Jordan Poole is that one that's next up, next in line. And, 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 and like Wendy said earlier, he hasn't been playing well. But at the same time, he's, we all see when he's in the starting lineup, he's, he's shined and flourished. So mm. the time is now. The time is now. The Warriors are in the middle of a six-game road trip. And as we've said time and time again, they only have two wins on the road all season. Becky, as a coach, how do you handle the absence of someone like Steph Curry? Well, it's, it's got to be by committee, but I think it mainly falls on Jordan Poole in this aspect. Last year, he was great when Steph Curry was out of the lineup. This year, only three games. He's shooting 27, I think, percent, 25 percent without Steph this year in only three games. But last year, he was averaging 27, almost 10 points better when he was out. So he, he really needs to step up for them. But it's also, like I said, you're never going to fill his shoes exactly. Yeah. So it's got to be a group effort. But also, let's get back to some defense, Golden State. you, you got to figure that part out mm-hmm. before you even try to do anything with Steph. Mm. Figure out your defense on the road especially. When we were talking on the call earlier today, Tim, you, you spoke about how much offense. Steph Curry is an offense in, in himself, and he generates so much attention. More than any player in the history of the league generating offense without taking a shot or a direct assist because of the amount of communication, the way you have to roll to that side of the floor, the amount of mistakes you make communicating where he is, you can't replicate that. And the numbers speak for themselves. Here's, here's why this is a big concern. Obviously, Jordan Poole <coughs> has to step up. Clay can be better. You hopefully, they get Wiggins back. Mm. Maybe Kaminga has a couple big games on this road trip. But here's the thing you can't replace. Steph Curry, they're 20 points better per 100 possessions. <laughs> 20 points better with him on the court as opposed to off. Because of all of the motion activity, the what he does to make you worry and think about things that you never would have to if he's not on the floor. So, look, guys are going to get opportunities, but the reality is with what they have left on this trip, they come back to the West Coast 14-19 if they drop these next four. Now you're not talking about a 500 team anymore. Now you're talking about digging out of a serious hole with 40% of your season behind you. It's going to be difficult. I, I, there's, there is no silver lining here. If you, even if you go back to just last season, when you look at what the Warriors were able to do, when Clay was coming back, that was the game that Draymond was out. Draymond was a defensive player of the year candidate, and then when he went out, their defense struggled. Then as Draymond was, came back, that's when Steph went out. So they couldn't really get right until the very end of the season going into the postseason, ultimately leading into a championship. So to get to this point right here, right now, to be 500, Mm. to be playing what you are on the road, the only thing that you can say is like, hey, we're going to figure out if we can stay afloat without Steph, if we can figure out our defense. When Steph comes back, he will add to it. He will contribute to it. But they're in a 
tough, tough spot because two more weeks right. you can be dealing from the, you know, from that eight, nine, seven. You start putting yourself back into that play-in situation. Well, when you have the conversation, oh, but it's the Warriors. Can't they survive something like the plan? Well, a couple of years ago, they couldn't. Right, and that's why I say for me, you know, you got to try to at least get to six. Now, the good news is this. There are some teams out there that have not performed the way that we expected them to. I think they're two and a half games right now from the four spot. So they, no one ran away from them yet. You come back five games under 500, you got a lot of work to do. But the bottom line is if you're six or higher going into the playoffs, mm -hmm. I still think, and they're healthy, mm. Golden State Warriors can get back to the finals and win it again. Coming out of the play-in, too many things are out of your control in a one-game off where you can have a bad night, foul trouble, guy gets hurt, and you go home. Best of seven at, from the sixth spot and on up, healthy team, they still have a chance. Well, and we, They just played the Boston Celtics, the team that they went to the finals against, the best team so far this season. I'm still critical of this trip that they were just on. But the best team so far this season, been playing elite defense, doing all of the things, Warriors beat them. They're like, yeah, we're 500, but at home, we're the best team in basketball possibly. Mm -hmm. And so I, I look at that and say like yeah if they get to that sixth if they get anywhere in there they might be that flip a switch team that all of a sudden they start figuring it out well, the, the Warriors their next opponent is Philadelphia in Philadelphia and then we will see them also on Christmas Day the annual NBA Christmas Day tradition it continues five star-studded games on ESPN and ABC Sixers Knicks starts today at noon 9 a.m. Pacific and then it's Lakers Mavs Bucks Celtics all be on the sidelines for that one Grizzlies Warriors Suns Nuggets caps the night every year some of the association's best matchups. Pivoting to some news now, legendary women's basketball coach Billy Moore died on Thursday at the age of 79. It was announced by UCLA. Moore was the first women's basketball coach to lead two different schools to national championships. And in her illustrious career, she coached the Bruins for 16 seasons and led the team to an AIAW national title in 1978. She was enshrined in both the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame and the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When clutch time comes and I pretty much deliver, you know, will it tell when? It's pretty much what I've been doing. Oh, Takes it away. Ooh, goes behind the back. It slams it. That's insanity. Call my phone. Switch the call 12. Everybody in Memphis know when I do this with that. Morant. Oh, it's good. And Morant is the hero. John Morant lives at the rim, and tonight we have two players who live near the basket facing off. Giannis Antetokounmpo is averaging 19 points per game inside the paint this season. That leads the NBA, and John Morant led the league last season at 16.5. Tim Legler, what you looking at in this game? Two guys that are box office, two guys that are unique physical forces. Both guys want to end up at the same place, but it looks a little different. How they get there and also how you defend it is critical. So let's just start with Giannis. So, unique in that he's the size of a center and he's coming at you with sprinter speed and a guard's handle. You see so many times where the defender is on his hip as he starts to turn this corner, and here's what he's looking at. This defender on this shooter in the corner, 
you've got to be willing to fully commit. Not the stunt stuff, not the swipe, because if I get to here and you just want to swipe and stay, it's one more stride and he's overpowering you at the wrap. Now, I make it sound easy. I'm not sure I would have done it either, okay? (laughs) But when Toronto turned that series around several years ago in the playoffs and really made him struggle, it's because this defender fully committed. Now you're either taking offensive fouls tough shots or the one weakness in Giannis's game offensively I still think is passing off to dribble to shooters but very few teams Richard Becky are actually willing to make that final commitment and really absorb that contact to make Giannis have to see that many bodies in front of him well and the one thing that I want to add and it's all about your defensive schemes go back go back to where you were now same with Giannis there will be some bottom weak side guys but the bottom weak side guy, again, Giannis can take off from right there. So you can't just – you have to get all the way out here, and that's where you have to meet Giannis. So there's multiple points. If you're if you're a team that doesn't want to give up that strong side, then you're going to want to show that entire body make a throw. If you're a team that wants to stay at home on strong side, your bottom weak side, if you're playing that dance in the paint, not wanting to get a three-second, you got to get all – if you're late, you're, 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 you're if you're late, you know what's going to happen. Get your feelings you're going to be on the upper room, Vince. <laughs> is going to be saying all of these noises and Malik is going to be cheating. So, like, yeah, look, that's the best way. And I see it now. Again, we have John Morant. John Morant's a completely different monster. Like, Becky, when you see John Morant, what is it that you feel is the best way to stop him? Because Giannis is a transition-length monster. Right. John Morant does it in small spaces. Well, we talked about real estate e- earlier. Both these teams, we're talking about the low side. A lot of times with Giannis, it's too late down here. Yeah. Even with Jock, because he's so good at adjusting in the air. We talked about it earlier. He's able to get into tight seams. Giannis is just straight rim. He doesn't have the maneuverability in the air, I don't think, that jaw does. But if you can bring this high congestion and kind of get him slowed down a bit. And one thing we found when we were trying to guard, uh, whether it was Giannis or Ja, if you are, your first point of contact down here is with Giannis, it's too late. You're in the rim. Yes. You got to hit him a little bit early, slow his momentum, and like Leg said, make him get rid of the ball. With Ja, he's a different animal because of his ability to shoot the three. Yes. So on any given night, these guys make threes. You're probably going to lose because that's what you're going to gamble for. Yeah. Right? That's what you're willing to give up if you're a defense. So just trying to keep them painted, but load up. Lots of bodies, lots of bodies. And at the end of the day, put down the scouting report, play there anybody's selfish nature. Make them give it up and make them give it up and make somebody else beat yeah, you. Make somebody else beat you. Well, look, we, we can't not have Caesar on here two days in a row. You get a shot, you ready for a shot? Come on, let's go. Look, he's go. nervous. Are you ready? Let's go, go, Caesar. I know one thing, the pass is going to be on point, so it's not my fault. <laughs> okay, here we go. No pressure. Bang. That's oh! my guy. That's my guy. And your first time All-Stars and the latest edition of Tick Talking with me, Richard Jefferson, NBA Today will be right back. What a shot at my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, I could do Yo, get them donuts. Get out of them donuts. Get out of them. Get, get your get, get your ass out of them donuts. If you still Yes, I went bald when I was young. Stop tagging me in this video. I do not look like that. This is what I grew up on. This is Yeah, they need to come back with it, though. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner, Jason Tatum, looking clean. He's got the J's matching the fit. We got to travel on Loverboy over here. Uh, 
You guys want to get your face on NBA Today? Look, stitch this and give us your hot take for the season. Hottest. We're going to put your face up on that big screen and answer your questions. Ah, TikTok and you don't stop. Look, first of all, before we get started on America's favorite segment, by America, I mean my favorite segment. Uh, I Look, TikTok gave a little bit of love. They named me one of their top breakthrough creators for 2022. And a lot of it is because of my team uh, and the people that allow me to crack jokes. So I just want to say thank you to our squad here at NBA Today, all of our producers out there. Greg, yes, I hear you. Hillary, I love you guys. But what we wanted to ask you guys today was this. The question was, who do you think should be a first-time All-Star? There's a lot of names, and understand, it's going to be tough. So, first one up, who we got? To be honest, Anthony Simons is the underrated pick. He's leading a top six team in the West in points and assists while making four threes per game. He's the youngest player ever to do that in a season, and only Steph has made more threes this year. Shay and Hallie are pretty obvious choices, but you got to give a look to Anthony. Oh, I don't hate that. Think? I think, think Anthony Simons has been balling this year, and doing it alongside Damian Lillard, that is not something that's easy. But the West is tough, so that's going to be relying on the coaches probably to have to vote him in. All right, that's a tough one. All right, up next. Who's our next? Who's our next one? In the one? West, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Oh, in I the like East, it. Tyrese Halliburton. And if I had to choose between them, I'd go Halliburton. Just He's leading the league in assists. Uh, it would be a failure of the way we select all-stars if he did not make the game. Okay, I think that's 100% fair. If I had to pick one, yes, look, SGA's been doing it a ton, but Halliburton's been winning and leading the league in the States. That's tough. All right, who's next? What up, RJ? There's only one right answer to this question, and it's OG, and I'm not talking about Chilltown Hoops. OG Ananobi from the Toronto Raptors averaging 19 points a game, 5.8 rebounds a game, and if he's not the best perimeter defender in the league, I don't know who is. Hmm. I love this one because you don't think he's going to get that kind of love, but he needs to be in the conversation as a lockdown defender. Wish the numbers were up a little bit more offensively, but there's no doubt he is deserving. He will be in the conversation. All right, last one. See it. What's up, RJ? So he's not getting a ton of recognition, but he deserves his flowers. This guy's turned into an elite playmaker while also remaining the best perimeter defender in the league. Might not happen, but I'm pushing for it anyway. Marcus Smart for the All-Star game. Oh, we're going to have to see. Look, I don't know if Marcus Smart is going to get it, but look, he's got a defensive player of the year. He should be getting some consideration, but I just want to say thank you to TikTok. Thank you to our lovely team. Malika? That's going to do it for us. NFL Live is...